0: All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different. And if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done, and there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding For their deals. I know this because I know these students personally and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing and it can make you a small fortune. Flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen or twenty thousand dollars to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. You got to go ahead and stay, uh, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals. When you find them, let's do it.
1: Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor Way. Thanks for tuning in. All
0: right, guys. Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge, joined by co-host, Mike Slane. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us again. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, Real excited
1: about uh, everything we've got going on. You know, feeling a little overwhelmed last week, but I think we're all back on track and and ready to kick some butt. We do have a lot going on. That is for sure. Yeah. So I guess uh, if you're a first-time listener, we always encourage you guys to go out and check out our free wholesale course. You can find that at freewholesalecourse.com. Uh, if you are a local uh, or St. Louis local, rather like ourselves, we'd encourage you to come visit us at the REI Traction event we have coming up. Uh, I know we're both pretty excited about that. So October 7th, we've got the traction.com website up. It's live now, and we're having a little event for For some of the local people, or anyone is welcome to attend if they want to come from out of town. Uh, Do a full day event on real estate investing and where to get started. So,
0: yeah, yeah. it's going to be an awesome event, guys. October seventh, twenty seventeen, is going to be the event. It's about two weeks out from today, and uh, we're going to be hosting it here in St. Louis, Missouri. You can uh, you can purchase tickets at REITraction.com, and uh, we're going to have some guest speakers come in talk about the different ways to make money in the real estate business, how you can uh, make money with flipping properties, wholesaling properties, obviously we, we highlight that a lot in this podcast. Um, rental properties, financial freedom, hard money. Uh, we're gonna have an easy ARE demo in there. We're gonna have a lot of good stuff in there, guys. So check it out. And you can purchase tickets online at REITraction.com. And Mike, we should give a coupon code out today to, to our listeners.
1: Yeah, we may as well. I mean, it's, uh, if you can come join us, which one, uh, gain traction, gain so traction. You, yep. Yeah. If you type in the promo code gain traction, you get 50% off the ticket. And, uh, at that price point, you're really just helping us cover the cost of, uh, of lunch and uh, lunch is provided and the cost of the room. So that's right. Yeah,
0: G-A-I-N-T-R-A-C-T-I-O-N. Gain traction, all one
1: word. Yeah. So definitely guys, we look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, we know uh, a lot of people are already registered, so we're pretty excited about it
0: and uh again we just have to get a lot of stuff finalized on our end to make sure it's a great event <laughs> that's right october 7th from 8 to 4 p.m the location is going to be spazios mm-hmm. it's in westport so on all right our so what are we talking about dot com you can see the uh the information on there so yeah what are we talking cool. about today mike i like it let's do it yeah let's let's jump into the topic uh so
1: who to mail I, Ooh, whistle a little there who to mail is i guess what we're shooting for right
0: yeah we, our, uh, I don't know if we really talked about this so much uh in in recent podcasts or not, but we're going to dive in today on who we're actually mailing. So we talked a lot about mailing Mm -hmm. and as a wholesaler, you know, you have, you have two ways to go about getting, getting leads. Uh, And this is the highest level. There's lots and lots and lots of ways to get leads, but you can either have people reach out to you or you can reach out to them. So you're either cold calling outbound, you're calling for sale by owners, rentals uh, for sales on Craigslist, so on and so forth. And that's going to take a lot of energy and then uh, that's uh it's going to be an energy budget that you're going to have um to to do that you're going to be calling them you're going to be reaching out to them the other way is to have them reach out to you so that comes down to marketing direct mail bandit signs online advertising so on and so forth and the discount property investor we do both we have people in the office outbound calling we also have um lots of campaigns that we do to get people to call us so today we're going to focus just on the direct mail side of our of our marketing, and we're going to talk about what we are doing and what you can do to get your phone ringing, to get people to be to reach out to you and call you and say, Hey, I'm a motivated seller, and I can say that directly, but that's what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to sell my house. I got a property I need to sell. You know, you're a cash buyer. Are you interested? Let's talk. Okay. Yeah,
1: Dave, I like the way you break that down. And uh, what I like to call either hunting or fishing. There you go. So you're either, you know, hunting and looking for sellers to pick off, and that's when you do some of your marketing, you're hunting for them, mm-hmm. or you're, uh, you're fishing and you're, you're throwing lines out there and hopefully they come and, uh, you know, come to you. Well, I'm it's sorry. I guess the fishing range. is more your marketing. You're throwing stuff yeah. out there. Hopefully they call you. The hunting is where you're actually cold actively, calling. yeah, cold right. calling, actively trying to find those people.
0: No, that's, that's great. So man.
1: it's oh, uh, just, easy way for easy way for me to think about it and obviously i messed it up here but uh oh, you
0: know
1: hunting and fishing and both of them both of them are important uh and the more money you have to spend the easier it is to just fish right i think it's Absolutely. a little bit more relaxing well You're mike just... let's
0: talk about this real quick because we do a mm-hmm. ton of different direct mail strategies we, we do a lot we mail yeah. to, i mean anybody that that we can think of that would have motivation mm-hmm. we mailing to them but for the new people the people that are just getting into the game and they you know, they don't know who to mail, what would you recommend would be the you know, number one, number two um, places to mail? Personally, I think it would be vacants or absentee owners. That's what I did when I first started and I had tremendous amount of luck with it. How about you? What do you think would be the one or two top sources to mail?
1: Yeah, so again, there, it's, it's to me, uh, I guess at this point, it really doesn't matter, just get your mail out. I mean, it's that's, true. that's kind it's of true. one of the, one of the things I always tell people, just get your dang mail out. But if I was starting out with a limited budget again, I would go to uh, kind of a combination of the hunting and fishing. So I would develop my own list. I always think that developing your own list is going to be a much higher caliber list than anything you can go buy online, but it takes more time. So by doing that, what I'm saying is I would go drive for dollars. I mm-hmm. would go look for vacant properties in areas that uh, you want to buy the property in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would, do more than just mail them i would get out of the car i'd leave a a postcard on it or a a door hanger but i would write down all those addresses of those vacant properties that again are in areas that i'm targeting and i would mail those people letters so i'd develop my own list of vacants by doing the driving for dollars that's the number one i would say but again that's a combination of the hunting and fishing or going out and you know finding Mm -hmm. it developing your own list I think that's going to be your biggest bang for your buck because you're going to have a list that nobody else has. I mean, you're cultivating right. your own list, and that's why it's the higher value. Uh, the second one and the easiest one, I would say kind of similar to you, Dave. I mean, it's it's the, the absentees or vacant property list that you can buy online. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm sorry, absentee. Yeah, absentee or vacant property list that you can mm-hmm. you can find which out is, there. Which could be the
0: same, but it's also it can. Could, could be different. Mm-hmm. Right. You could mm-hmm. have an absentee owner that has a vacant property. Or you could have an absentee owner that has a renter in that property so typically your absentee owners are gonna be landlords but they could also be vacants mm-hmm. and of course vacants are just vacants people don't live there so they're all absentee owners for the most part because they don't live there you know but those two different lists that you can segment um, and again when I first started I was mailing those two groups primarily now there's a lot of 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 people on those lists. So when I first started mailing to those lists, I was I chose to use postcards because I could I could reach more of those people for less, you know, cost per person. Um, and you know, whenever you're going and you're buying these lists, you're gonna see that you're gonna have the highest number of people on your absentee owners or your vacant property list compared to some of the other lists that you can get out there and and either purchase or you know create on your own. Like Mike said, driving for dollars. Um, what are some other lists that we mail to, Mike? We mail to uh, divorces. We mail to probate. Probate.
1: And so those are two that you can pull from your county records. Um, I, I don't know of any service that's actually pulling ever, all that together for you again. Uh, so, again, you can get a VA or you can do it yourself and subscribe to it. So us, it's uh, – oh, what's the name of the service? Uh and it escapes me right now for for divorce or divorce and probate yeah it's all public information so it's all posted on uh it's like the missouri lawyers some uh some some website that they have
0: out there so again that's
1: something you'd have to search for again if you're not going
0: to be something that's going to be easy to where you are um just going to be able to log into the website and download that list right Mm -hmm. there's going to be a little bit of effort that goes into going in there either daily or weekly and then copy and pasting that information out, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, That's what we have our VAs do at
0: this point. Yeah,
1: that one is a um, little bit more difficult to get. Ooh, a great list. And again, this is just a giant, most likely a giant free list in your area. So because uh, information is public, uh, your county most likely has to uh, give you this list if you request it, or they already have it available on their website if you go out and look for it. And it's anyone who's delinquent on taxes. Mm. So you can go out to your county, and in St. Louis, it's, uh, it's kind of a complicated list to to pull down uh, and actually analyze and get the data out of. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a giant list. I mean, it's every property owner that is late on paying the taxes. So you can make a couple assumptions on them, and they're not always true. But if somebody isn't paying their taxes, in my brain, they probably don't have a mortgage on the property. Because I think the majority of people with mortgages are going to escrow their taxes. Mm-hmm. So again, you can almost make the bet that it's a high equity owner, and they didn't pay the taxes for whatever reason. Uh, you'll you'll get calls from people. Oh yeah, I know I didn't pay the taxes. I got three years. They'll say that here in St. Louis because they can't. The property isn't taken away for three years without them paying the taxes. Mm-hmm. But again, there is some reason why they didn't pay it. They're either, they haven't set the money aside, whatever. So that is a great list to go out there free, super easy way to just get a huge list of people to mail.
0: Okay, I like that, that's good. Yeah. Another Another lead source that we use to mail to is US Lead List. Now this is probably the most expensive list that we purchase. I believe that we pay a, a dollar, maybe a little less, a little more per lead on this list. And this list is primarily People that um, it's a transfer of trust, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But it's a, it's a list that we purchase. You can go to usleadlist.com. I do know that they only sell the list to three investors per county. So there are two other investors in the market of St. Louis here that are mailing to that list. And that's okay. You know, just we mail it as well. every county out there
1: well and they're very limited too i mean we don't don't even get the full list anymore because we stopped buying it or something and then Mm -hmm. somebody else picked it up so uh if it's if yeah that's definitely a good one though Mm -hmm. so us US, list is a great 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 source Mm -hmm. um so let's talk about okay so we've got a plethora of lead sources out there we've named some free ones and a paid one there Uh, and then obviously you can go to your direct mailers and find their uh, um find their their list as well, they'll sell mail, They'll sell you lists as well, mm-hmm. as well as, uh, what's the big one? List source, listability. Those are the two biggest, lists. source where listability. You can, you can mm-hmm. find the list. But let's talk about really who to mail. Mm-hmm. So again, you've got this huge number of leads that come in and what what we do once we get a huge list, we wanna filter it down because quite frankly, we don't want to mail to everyone who's got back taxes. So yeah, here, in every St- single person that's in pre foreclosure, right? So here in St. Louis, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people haven't paid their taxes. Those properties are up in North St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So if you're familiar at all with St. Louis, North St. Louis is not a a, a great area. Pleasant, to, yeah, exactly. pleasant area. To There's be. a little bit higher <laughs> crime rate. Uh, it's part of the reason St. Louis has always ranked so high on those lists of areas that uh, the most crime per capita. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so. You want, to, you want to get familiar with your city or whatever market you're working, for that matter. And you want to first, I say, eliminate some of the zip codes. So here in St. Louis, I actually have it pulled up right now, I think on another, uh, another page. I've got zip codes to avoid spending marketing dollars in. And I just have a whole list of them so that anytime we pull up a list, Mm -hmm. I check it against that. I filter out those zip codes and just delete them because we don't want to spend the money marketing to those leads when we just know that the return, um, it's it's going to be more difficult. It's an uphill battle. Those properties are all, are usually very distressed and it's it's just very difficult. So who to mail? My point is you've got to be familiar with your city to know what zip codes aren't great. I mean, you, you want to niche it out, especially so we get back to our, uh, person just starting out or someone with a limited budget, you want to niche yourself down into maybe even one specific neighborhood or one specific, depending on how large it is, one specific area and become the expert on that area, become the person who's able to get that lead before anyone else. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, again, I think that's how you're going to make the most money, uh, in this game. Just starting out is really just niched down into one area. We had a great. It's a great example, Dave. Uh, just the other day, uh, Dan, one of our affiliates, he put a property under contract. I think it's out in what was it, uh, Lake St. Louis or Wentzville? Yeah, yeah, Wentzville. Yeah, it's a, yeah so we put, Lake St. Louis, one of the two. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere uh, in one of his one of the areas he works for us, put it under contract, and we just threw a sign in the yard, and that says we buy houses. So any property we're buying, we put a sign in the yard that says we buy houses, the mm-hmm. uh, owner's okay with it. And they they uh, called and said, hey, I saw you guys are buying the, the property there. We, would you be interested in this one? Yeah, this one was like two or three doors down. It, yeah, I think it was actually right next door. Yeah, maybe it was, yeah. Or right across the street or something. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, very, very close. Point being, knit yourself down to an area so that people in that area know, hey, you buy houses here. Like that, that's huge again, and it's an area we bought one in, and I think we just flipped it. I think it was a wholesale or a wholesale. But uh, point being, if you are the expert in that area again, they're gonna your name's gonna get around. Um, so, anyways, kind of digress a little bit there. Back to the who to mail, um, niching out your zip code.
0: Anything else, Dave? You wanted to touch on in that? Um, no, I like that, and really. I think you should focus more on reducing the negative zip codes so much as, you know, trying to only mail to the positive zip codes. The problem with only mailing to the positive zip codes is you're going to have higher competition in the nicer areas. And if you're only mailing to two or three zip codes, you're limiting your, you know, your possible results. So we still mail to, you know, 30, 40, sometimes 50 zip codes here in St. Louis, but we reduce out the five or 10 worst ones. So that's just my two cents, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I'm speaking back to the person with a limited budget. Uh, you don't, you just want to be careful. Cause again, if, uh, if you mess that mailing up, you're going to get, you know, a bunch of leads that you may, you don't even, may not even want to go up in that area mm-hmm. and run an appointment. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's just uh just be, be thoughtful of that after you purchase your list or before you purchase your list rather. And, and just be aware of that. Right. But yeah, no, you're right. Definitely focus on. Uh, getting getting the mail out there. hmm Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So other than In um, the list that we've talked about guys There's a, a tons tons and tons of lists out there that you can purchase or go online and scrape either yourself or your VA's um, Driving for dollars like Mike mentioned is a great way to to do it you can just drive around and find houses that look like they need work or vacant or you know, just tall grass, for example, write down their address and go on the county tax records and you can figure out, you know, where the person that owns the property lives and drop a letter in the mail to them. When I first started, I was handwriting letters. I didn't even purchase a list. I was doing just like Mike said, I was driving around, I was finding properties that looked like they needed work or just, you know, the owners didn't really care about them. It. it was kind of what I thought about when I saw the property. And I just decided, hey, I'm gonna mail these people a letter and I'm going to offer them a solution to this problem. I'm going to say, Hey, I'm an investor. I'm looking to buy these properties. Um, you know, are you interested in selling this particular property? I'm interested in buying properties in this neighborhood or this area. I have a couple already. I'm looking to buy a couple more in the next couple of weeks or months, whatever the case is. And, uh, just, you know, open up the conversation. There's really not a whole lot to it other than just say, Hey, I'm a, I'm an investor. I'm a buyer. I'm interested. Are you open to selling? And then from there you can dive deeper, but, in the beginning you just want to get them to call you and the letters that i was writing in the beginning they were so simple i was using yellow papers on a big notepad i went up to office max and bought you know a stack of legal pads and i got a sharpie and i would just say hey i'm interested in buying your property at property address please call me david and i had my cell phone on there and that's it when i first started i was using my cell phone i was writing them um, and then I would put them in an envelope, and I wouldn't use a sharpie anymore because it was too big. But then I just use a pen, and I'd write the address, Mister Mister Seller, John Doe, Mike Slane, David Dodge, whatever the name was, and then the address, throw a stamp on it, and I'd get it out. And when I first started, I was I had a budget of maybe fifty to hundred bucks a week for the first couple of weeks, and you know I got the mail out there. So don't let it, don't let don't let the the size of the list or the cost in the beginning. Um, deter you from getting started I mean it can be simply mailing a letter to your to somebody on your street you know yeah
1: it's funny my story is the exact same Dave I mean I uh, I was listening to uh, another podcast and met with another investor here who was trying to get started or had, had been a little bit further ahead of me and it was the exact same thing it was just just get the mail out there start writing letters and exactly like your story had the yellow pads hand wrote the letters myself for gosh I don't even know how long probably about six months uh, well, maybe not that long, maybe about three months. And I was using um, just red, red ink on the yellow letter and ended up starting to push them through my uh, copy machine. So mm-hmm. I would I would literally just copy everything and then just write the address and the name
0: on it. And it looked I pretty good. I started doing that too, man.
1: Yeah, because again, it was just, uh, I was tired of handwriting everything. Right. And then eventually I scaled up a little bit more and I really wanted the handwritten look. So I hired um, one of my friends to do it for me and that was one of the ways that I was able to consistently get my marketing out there mm-hmm. was just have somebody else do it and then that way all I had to do was answer the phone because uh, it's, it is a difficult thing uh, to keep doing that, answer the phone, um, run That's the fair. appointments, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It quickly becomes overwhelming. So I had, again, it was kind of like my first assistant. Uh, paid them to write the letters for me and just made sure that they kept going out, gave her the list. She, uh, she wrote maybe 25 to 50 letters a day and just kept the mail going that way. So it is important to, again, just identify that list, whatever it is. And again, I, I really am strong advocate of niching out when you're first starting, especially um, niching out your specific area or target target area and hitting those people hard. And even, again, following up with them. That's another thing we haven't even discussed uh, on this episode is you mail them once and that's great. But quite frankly, these people probably get mailed if they're a uh, hot prospect or like a high equity absentee owner. Uh, They've owned it for 20 years or something. They're probably getting mail all the time. So you want to make sure that you mail them again and that you can kind of stand out. So that's one of the the other things kind of touch on is the mail piece itself. It's there's no silver bullet, uh, mail piece. There's not one piece that's going to make someone call over the next necessarily. But if you can stand out, that's, what's going to help. So I agree completely, Mike, that is, that
0: is such an important thing. People are always looking for the secret mail piece, the the piece of mail that is going to get just a little bit higher response rate. And by all means there are tricks to increase your response rates. However, in the beginning, you know don't hesitate don't worry so much about having that perfect mail piece or you know having everything perfect just get the mail out because at the end of the day if somebody's truly motivated they're not going to care if your mail piece is all white and black or if it's got a nice pretty <laughs> yellow or red or pink logo on it yep they're the calling the day, them. they're they're in a situation where they need a solution that you can provide them and if they have a number and a name to call and say hello to, I got your mail piece, I have this house that I can no longer afford, help me and get this off my hands, will you buy it, that's all that matters. Okay, that's all that matters. So get it out there, say I'm interested in buying your property, this is my name, this is my phone number, and you can even put an email on there if you want. But that's what matters guys, do not worry about making it pretty and shiny and sparkly, And having glitter in the envelope, because none of that matters. It's irrelevant. Period. (laughs) Period. That's right. For now, and again, me and Dave aren't naive.
1: I mean, obviously, certain things will increase response rates and all that. But the point is, when you're starting, don't overthink it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Right.
0: And and, and while we're talking about, you know, increasing response rates, there's tons of ways to do it. But what me and Mike have found that, you know, if you're doing enough, it doesn't really matter. You know, again, back to the point, we're providing a solution to someone's problem, you know, and the main thing that you can do to at least get somebody to open your letter. Well, there's two things. One, a handwritten, handwritten or handwritten font. On, the, on just the outside of the envelope will we'll increase people opening the letter up. Um, and then two, the, the type of stamp you're using. If you're using a printed stamp, um, people are gonna just notify that as junk mail immediately, you know, versus like an actual sticker stamp. So those are the two things that I would recommend doing. But again, it's not the end of the world if you decide that you wanna have it printed in black ink in regular font and use a printed stamp. I mean, you do enough of it, you're gonna get motivated sellers. So again, Mm -hmm. do not worry about it that much. Just get the mail out, period, Mm -hmm. like Mike said. So So that's what we do. That's actually
1: what I was working on uh, before we we picked up the call was sorting through all of our lists. And uh, Podio has to work really hard sorting through all those seller leads (laughs) we have in the
0: system nowadays to uh, to spit out the ones I want to print today. That's right. Mike, just one last thing to wrap this up. Um, So we've we've mentioned a ton of different lists that we use, that Mm -hmm. we purchase, that we create um driving for dollars is a list that we create we also create lists from um uh, youtube but zillow and craigslist mm-hmm. uh, we have virtual assistants that are scraping lists for divorces and probate um and you know so on and so forth um what was i go- where was i going with this uh oh when to stop mailing is what my point was so we create all these lists we buy these lists we mail them okay you've probably heard several times that um, you you know, the money's in the follow-up. So I want to reiterate that the money is in the follow-up and we continue to mail these lists until they tell us that the property is sold or what's the other reason, Mike? What'd you
1: say? The property sold or uh, why it's else? Would we st- why would we stop mailing? It's or about why it. would it's we
0: stop point. calling? The yeah. house burnt down or the property <laughs> sold. That's about it. If they yeah. tell us or, about, I- stop mailing, we, we will stop mailing or we will change the frequency. Right. You make it much less. Obviously, um, we're not, you know, trying to, 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 you know, be annoying to people. But at the same time, we may be offering a solution to a problem that doesn't exist today, but it may exist in six months or a year. So oftentimes if they say, hey, I'm not selling today, we say, OK, great, no problem. You know, and then we'll go in and we'll change the frequency of that particular lead of that, you know, homeowner. From monthly or every six weeks or every eight weeks down to maybe every six months or even yearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, the money's in the follow up, guys. So, the last thing I want to leave you with um, from myself here today is if you do get a list and you mail that list one or two times and you don't have a ton of success off of it, don't give up. You know, you got to keep mailing. I think it's, I've read numerous stats out there, but I think it takes between five and seven touches on average to get somebody to agree to work with you or to call you. And you know, those people that we've been mailing, especially some of raised probate lists, we've been mailing for six or seven years. And at this point we may only mail them quarterly or even every six months, but they've been getting letters from our company or from somebody at our company for six or seven years. And oftentimes we'll get calls and people will say, Hey, I've been getting your damn letters for six years, but I'm ready to sell now. <laughs> you know, and it's well, like, and the thing is it puts you in the running. So just
1: because it puts, you
0: in the running, right. it puts
1: you in the running a lot of times because those people do collect letters and you'll see that and you'll show up at an appointment. And they'll be like, Oh yeah, I had, you know, 10 people. You're the only one to answer the phone or you're one of three that answer the phone to come out today. Well, puts put you in the running, man. Like you, you are one of the buyers there. Like that's, that's the whole idea is to get in front of the decision maker so you can try to buy that house. Right. And that's, that's the business we're in. There is competition, but Hey, that's, that's part of it. All right, so Dave, we uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up. I've got a quote here. We can uh, we can wrap up the episode with. Uh, Direct mail doesn't cost money; it makes money.
0: It makes money. It's so true, guys. It costs a little bit up front, but at the end, it's going to make you money. So you got to do it, and it's going to prevent you from having to spend countless hours uh, cold calling and just doing all these other things that we still do, mm-hmm. but it's going to help out. So you got to do it. If you want to be successful in this business, you know, every dollar you spend, you're going to make two, three, four, five, $10 back. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys at the REI traction event. Check that out online, reitraction.com. Or if you're uh, not local and you want to get started in wholesaling, check out our free wholesale course on free course.com thanks guys thanks guys thanks for listening to the discount property investor podcast if you enjoyed this episode please like share and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience we would also appreciate it if you left us a review on itunes or stitcher thanks in advance for your support and remember you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell now let's go build some wealth